Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good day, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Ghost Protocols International. I am Steve Parson, the gold standard in ghost hunting and the lover of orbs and all good things hey. spiritual. What? <laughs> that was one too far. <laughs> I knew that would I'm, do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not Ron Kolek. I'm not New England's very own Van Helsing. There you go. Hey, yeah, I saw this thing on Facebook. You listen to us, by the way. You're on Tojinet Pararex. Uh, You've been on Facebook again? Who? You. Sorry, you caught me with a mouthful of gin and tonic. Oh, that's fine. Uh, anyways, I, I was on Facebook, and I, I saw this guy, and he says, uh, I'm no longer taking any friends if you believe in orbs. I did say that. What I said was... <laughs> That wasn't you. No, it wasn't me. <laughs> but I, but I can, I can fully empathise. Why? Why? What's because that got to do with the price well, of teacher? It's like I, saying I, I'm not taking any Hindu people on no, my website, or I'm not taking any I, Catholics on my website, or, or no. whatever. I'm not taking any coloured people on my website. Well, what? What the hell difference does it make? It, it, beliefs are beliefs. I mean, what, what's all that all about? I don't get it. Are we, are we going to do all lives matter now? The, I, oh, I, yeah, I love that. That's my <laughs> new thing. I, pass it. I absolutely love you. That's great. I, I have, That's going to be my new new signature now. All orbs matter. What did you say? What was it saying? All, all lives matter. All lives matter. That's it. I got to get that. that uh, putting that up in my, my Facebook yeah. profile page. I, I would never dismiss anybody um, for their beliefs. I don't think that would be... It's just simply not human to do that. I mean, people believe what they want to believe. It's when they go knocking on people's doors and proselytizing their beliefs at others. Right. And right. The, the problem. However, where my issue with orbs, and we've done this countless times, but where my issue with orbs lies is yeah. it... it yeah, well, it, well, I don't want to get into the orb thing. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm not yeah, okay. talking about that, but okay. in terms of as as you did raise the subject and and, and infer <laughs> and infer that you know I would criticize somebody, I criticize that wasn't you. That was a real post from someone else. Someone else you both we both know. Yeah. Uh, oh, um, I can guess. You can if you want. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, is that it distracts from the real questions and the real research because that question has been answered and constantly revisiting it and prophetizing that it is a significant yeah, 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 thing yeah. is, is told, simply... toting the storyline now again. Is, 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 wa- is wasting time. We should move on yeah. and explore the bigger picture. So what's that Not to do with what I was discussing? Uh, nothing, probably. Yeah. I mean, all you did is prophesize about orbs again, or prosthesize. 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 What is it? Prosthesize. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, anyway. 
And speaking of, you know, uh, speaking about uh, duos letting people in, I think I, I, I had this really cool thing that, that we did, St. Dan and I did, is uh, last Sunday was the Epiphany, and uh, our priest is from uh, Ireland, and uh, he's an Irish citizen, actually, so a young guy came over, and uh, we had something I had never heard of before until it was the blessing of the house. And what they did is they uh, they blessed chalk up at the church. They did a little ceremony there. And on the way out, you get to take one of the pieces of blessed chalk and, and a prayer. And and you went to the, you know, you would go to the main door of your house. You said your little prayer. And then with the chalk, you put, wrote down what, what the symbols were on it. And then you did that over all the doors of your house. And I thought that was the coolest thing. I mean, it's, you know, I've never heard of it before. But, I mean, that's kind of a... You know, like almost a uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Witchcraft. Like a, yeah, almost like witchcraft in a in a way, but it's ceremony basically. I mean, it is ceremony and ritual, and and it is it is it is known this side. Um, it's practiced in Ireland, of course, where he, he's probably brought it from. Uh, or yep. He will have brought it from uh, one of his own Irish Catholic cultural beliefs. I mean, what he's take what what the Catholics have done there? They've actually taken a much older series of rituals, as you identified, uh, more pagan rituals where you would mark. I mean, this this idea of marking above the doorway or putting things around the doorway, the entrance, the portal to the property. Uh, we, we can trace way, way back to the most ancient civilizations. It's oh, mentioned sure. in the Bible, uh, of course. You know, forget the, about putting goat's blood on the door. Yeah, right? keep, keep the angel of death from the door. Um, yeah. Keep witches from the door. And, and the, the church, in order, to, from the door. <laughs> in order to popularize themselves, you know, when the church was developing and casting itself out to the greater population to make itself attractive, it was competing with... You know, a, a, another religion, pagan, uh, different pagan religions that were thousands of years older than Christianity. You know, than I got to correct you on something, but What's that? that's all right. Yeah, your choice of words is very poor, but that's all right. Okay, well, it, it wasn't them. that they were competing with them; it was that they wanted to welcome into the new religion. And so, what they did is they adopted some of the same rituals that the they they were familiar with, and and that's how. The, it works. That's why Christmas is on the 25th, not because Christ was born on the 25th, because it was a the solstice, the, the, the holiday that the pagans had done with. So they adopted that holiday to make them feel more comfortable in their new religion. Well, I think that's a very lovey-dovey outlook on things. I would have said that they Thank were you. more... Thank you very much. ...that they were more competitive than that, and no. uh, that they were, they were seeking to... Uh, dare I say, radicalize the pagans to rather oh, like, rather like, rather like the Spaniards did in South America. In oh the my God! Century. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they did not go over there all lovey-dovey and you know, love, light, and welcome. You know, we're going to have um, you know, oh. Montezuma and the chocolate, the chocolate snake, and all this. It's not happening. We're just going to beat the crap out of you with swords until you all worship, you know, our God. Well, and, actually, it's more about the gold than the religion. Uh, well, the religion was part of the control <laughs> mechanism. But the religion was part yeah, of the exactly. control mechanism, and that was very much the same in th- in the 4th and 5th century uh, AD, when 
the emperor, the Roman emperors, were seeking to control the the two Roman empires, the Eastern and the Western Empire, the Byzantine Empire and the the, the Western Roman Empire, and they they adopted as the state religion Christianity, and they enforced it as a state religion. And in fact, uh, the Catholic Church then went on until the right through the Renaissance to the 17th century uh, with the various inquisitions imposing the you know you will look what they did to Galileo. Uh, and Copernicus, uh, okay. uh, you yeah, will yeah. you will conform to the party line, or we won't give send you any Christmas presents. Um, yeah. And and moreover, oh, that cow's calling again. Oh God! And moreover, uh, not only will we take you off our Christmas card list, we'll nail you to a piece of wood and stretch you until you agree. So yeah, love and light. No, it wasn't really there much in the early yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, that's not necessarily true. I mean, well, that's... Hey. There are good yeah, men. Just take good... one point of view. I mean, no, there are good the men early... in every religion. But early Christians, religion. early Christians had to convert to Judaism before they could become Catholics. Huh? Yeah. In order to be uh, uh, to convert to Catholicism in the early part of the church, you had to be, become a Jew first, a Jew to believe in Judaism, and so you had to convert and then become a Catholic. That happened uh, in the early years of the church. I never knew that. Once again. That was based on, you know, uh, the Jewish religion. Well, of course, Jesus was, wasn't wasn't Christian. He was Jewish. He was, he was Jewish. Jewish. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know how we got into religion, but what the hell? No, <laughs> they always say you should never uh, you should never discuss religion, politics, and there was something else, but I can't remember. What Sex. Sex. Oh well, we've never done that in Ghost Chronicles, have we? I'm sure we could. Actually. <laughs> Actually, what what is what? interesting? There are very strong links between the paranormal sex, and sex and, and sex. Se- well, sex and, go- sex yeah, and goats. Succ- succubus and, and uh, well, incubus. With, I, you can you can take that. Uh, you know, you've got the de- the. De- I mean, they were demonic, uh, but you have people like Crowley. You have sex magic. You Perhaps. have uh, you have Perhaps. people who believe who actually do believe that they can communicate effectively with spirit through sex seances. That at the point of orgasm, um, that they are at one with spirit, that they reach a special Rest state. The hippy dippy years of peace and light. Well, you can buy a sex Ouija board. Yes, I know you have one. <laughs> yes, you can, and yes, I did. They they will not sell it to me. Trust me, I've tried. <laughs> I shall bring one over with me. They tried. <laughs> they won't sell it to me. <laughs> I'll bring you one over. Uh, Anne, what this Anne, is? Anne has sent many letters to him. For- Preventing yeah. me from getting any of them. <laughs> what this is basically is it's laid out like a Ouija board and it has no in very big letters um, and a very small yes. But then it has. No, 20- I have a headache. <laughs> Probably. Um, but it also has a, a range of sexual positions and you use the planchette, um, which is conventionally shaped. Um, in order for you and your partner to allow spirits to select the positions that you might want to give, try. Uh, uh, so it would certainly... So it's a Kama Sutra Ouija board. Well, yeah, it is. Um, it would certainly uh, bring a whole new twist to some of the seances. Um, I, mind, I would... my, mind you, mind you, I've got to say, having seen some of the people who attend ghost investigations... <laughs> yeah, there's no way you want to bring it, right? <laughs> Leave the clothes on! <laughs> yeah. But, but 
seriously, I mean, there are strong links between sex, sex magic, uh, and the paranormal uh, that go back right the way back again to these early pagan religions, these early pagan... Yeah, fans. running around the maypole half-naked or naked. Yeah, a thread in Greece. I mean, as well portrayed, although it was fictional, it, the, there was a thread of um, uh, truthfulness running through the Wicker Man. Uh, there were ancient pagan religions on the West, you know, throughout Western civilizations that worshipped uh, nature deities, earth deities, uh, sprites and nymphs. And part of that um, portrayal of nat- natural magic involved uh, the ritual of renewal and rebirth and reproduction. And sex magic was actually part of that. And there are... Damien. So we got Cal. Um, there are <laughs> there are parts of you know there Sorry, are. Sorry, Cal, I didn't say that. <laughs> I, there are. I don't think he'd disagree with me. There are there are parts. You know there are. I have met mediums who believe that um, sex and orgasm plays a part within the seance, and that you know within the seance groups, um, presumably in private, uh, they they practice these techniques. This sounds like the sixties. Love children, yeah, hip, hip whatever. Well, the 60s is based on 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 the. We talk about. I mean, we just. We, I, I did mention witchcraft earlier. We talk about witchcraft and we think about it, and it's always portrayed when you look at it on on social media and on websites these days as being a very ancient religion. It's uh, you know goes back thousands of years, and it's it's the. It actually doesn't. Um, the form of Wicca um, and the the. The modern witchcraft that that is practiced actually only goes back to the sixties and was uh, the birth, uh, the the formation of Gerald Gardner, who was an English eccentric and a naturist, uh, who wrote down these these created and invented rituals that he perceived the ancients would undertake, uh, based upon his own beliefs, ideas. And things he conjured up. It's a bit like uh, Scientology, really, um, in that it, you know it's a it's a very modern religion that's said to have ancient roots and have ancient origins. And in fact, people who you know who, who offer witchcraft are actually offering probably one of the newest religions. It's not you know, spiritualism's older as a religion. All right, you, so that's all the witches of past. You did it. We, 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 you, you stepped on that thing. Uh, uh, I just got a message saying, uh, you know, there could be ugly people listening. Uh, they're talking about <laughs> music. Not yet. And they said I could be one. Uh, so I didn't the say person. there were ugly people listening. I simply said there were people. Oh, no, this is somebody said there may be ugly people. You would insult I, people I, by not taking the, the sexual Ouija board to the ghost hunt. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I said I'd bring it over. No, no, play, no, 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 no. You said, although, although, although seeing some of the people at Ghost Hunt, I don't think, I think that would be a good idea. Correct. <laughs> I mean, I would hate to, yeah, I mean, I include myself in that category. I certainly include you. See, it says ugly, <laughs> ugly lives matter. See, now you've done it. <laughs> uh, you know what? We're going we're gonna to have people protesting outside the uh, the studio. Yeah, hey, uh, which which has actually happened? Um, Spirit Quest was it my first ever which, Spirit Quest? Which we had the we had the protest the lone. Oh, was Daddy were dead? 
Dying yeah, the, of the Dead. Do you remember? Yes, I mean, yeah. tell that story because that's an interesting story. Well, on this on this particular occasion, um, the first Dining with the Dead I ever did, um, there was a there was a young female uh, quietly wandering around. A very good looking female. Well, she was wandering. Yeah, no, she Those was are not, all good looking in the eyes of the Lord. Anyway, she was wandering <laughs> around the dining room, and nobody quite knew. Anyway, I think you went up to her in the end, and we discovered that she was um, there to preach the Bible uh, because she was concerned for our souls and wanted to Amen. redeem us because we were dealing with evil, and she wanted everybody to participate in prayer. God bless her. Um, so that was an interesting experience. But it's happened to me before. I mean... Uh, on ghost investigations and on some of the the, the paracons I've attended, uh, there have been a small number of people whose beliefs are different, um, and you know they seek to offer the, uh, the the people at the paracon at the event the opportunity to repent and to see the the error of their ways and to praise the Lord and to join with them in prayer and to be saved, which is a noble calling. Go. Absolutely. Sort of like the paranormal equivalent of the Westboro Baptist Church. I'm not as bad. They didn't kill anybody. <laughs> They're ugly. Uh, whatever. So, anyways, we, we've crossed the line with religion, uh, sex, and politics. So, I don't know where we're going to go now. 15 minutes. <laughs> We've already insulted most of our listeners, and uh-oh, I got another one. Here it comes. <laughs> but it's an interesting thing, that I mean, because the paranormal, uh, the show's called Ghost Chronicles International, and it does deal with the paranormal. And over the last few shows, we have seemingly rambled off off topic but in actual fact i don't think i don't believe we have because the paranormal encompasses every aspect of our daily lives and, and our beliefs our religions uh, how we approach one another the, the sort of things that we read on facebook because mm -hmm. for example uh, we will selectively choose our friends or people will selectively choose to add us as friends right and if you believe in obs you can't join this guy's page it, well, that's just, that's the how we got to the, the subject in the first place, exactly. and what what you see when you look at social media is people who are broadly supportive of your own uh, views, your own beliefs, your own uh, interests, and you end up with a very you know if you look through my Facebook feed, you would th you would think, for example, that the paranormal was an enormous subject of interest uh, throughout the world, but. Mm. Uh, last September, I was uh, making a presentation to the Society for Psychical Research, and it required that, that. And one of the things I needed to do was to try and quantify uh, the number of people who are actively in paranormal teams inside the UK. I only looked at the UK. Um, how many teams there were? What was the average membership? Now, it worked out that there was a little under a thousand teams. There was, there was close to about 900 that I could act, you know, actually identify. Um, yeah. The numbers are probably higher because some teams change names and some teams are uh, sort of more closed than others. And the average membership was 11 people per team. Now, that doesn't discount the number of people going on the, the public ghost hunts. This is the number of people in the team itself who are right. active. Now, that's only 10,000 people. That's so. If, if we say that's 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 wrong by a factor of half, twenty thousand people out of a population of sixty-five million is a very small percentage. And yet, if you look at 
the things that I see on Facebook, I you would imagine that it was a huge number of the population. So we tend to selectively draw to draw people towards us uh, with the same interests. And if you are an Obama supporter, you will look at the, you know, your friends will presumably you will see the same sort of political rants and the same sort of uh, posts that would be antagonistic to Trump supporters. So we we end up getting a very distorted perspective of the world, um, and and, and it, it, our world view is is um, distorted. But the paranormal does reach into every aspect of our daily lives. Um, everybody has beliefs, or not. You know, having a uh, not believing in ghosts is still a belief. Being an outright cynic is still a you know a point of view and a belief and a stance. So there are very few people who are absolutely truly uh, without any um, thoughts feelings or interests in the paranormal or some aspect of the paranormal and i would include in that religion because religion is still the act of believing or not believing in some great spiritual deity Now, the interesting thing about it is, you know, we had, uh, what was it? Was it Barry John that was, who was on Haunted Australia? I forget. Uh, Ian. Ian. Ian, was it? Ian Lawman. Yeah, Ian, Ian Lawman. And um, he had a, an Indian guy on the phone, on the uh, team, which I found interesting because that's a, a whole different uh, form of uh, religious and, and uh, cultural beliefs than you know the the Western world, for instance. So I found that was intriguing. It's certainly interesting. However, what what's what's uh, what was interesting about that show and about that particular investigator um, and others on the Indian subcontinent and in Asia is. Ten years ago, it was almost unheard of. In fact, it was completely unheard of for there to be an Indian paranormal investigation team um, or even academic researchers uh, who were considering parapsychology or looking at aspects of paranormal belief. Now, our Western, it, it, the idea of looking for, hunting for, excuse me, searching for ghosts was very much a Western um, pursuit. But these Western ideas have now spread to the Indian subcontinent where there has been a veritable explosion of paranormal teams. Likewise in Japan, um, 15 years ago when I worked with the Japanese, they were genuinely in, uh, shocked and surprised that anybody in the West would want to mess with these things, these ghosts, these spirits, these, these dece- the, 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 the revenants of the deceased. And yet now in Japan, you have uh, academics and uh, who are looking at parapsychology, and you also have several ghost invest- amateur ghost investigation groups have been founded. Uh, so the Western ideas are, you know, we're becoming a more um, one one world society. I agree, absolutely agree that it it has changed and everything, but. Uh, I, I think it would be intriguing to have someone from a different culture to ha- on the show to just to understand it a little bit more. I mean, that's that's what I like. I like trying to understand different points of view. We've had an Irishman on and a Welshman. Yeah, it's pretty much the same, yeah. 
I mean, you, you know, in terms of you know, when Dylan's been on the show, I mean, Welsh, I mean, that's an ancient, ancient civilization. And some, you know, the English would say that the Welsh are backward. Yeah, but it's all English based. It's all, you know. Uh, don't ever uh, say that to a Welshman. I don't care. It's all, all right, Christian based or whatever. Uh, I don't even know how to say it. English-speaking base. How's that? Is that any better? Uh, yeah. Western? Whatever. Anyway. Yeah. But, I mean, there are some groups. That, uh, uh, there are, I believe it's a Baptist group that has a ghost hunting team, and but they don't believe they're hunting ghosts. They believe they're actually dealing with demons because their belief is that when you die, you either go to heaven or hell, uh, and you wouldn't be here, so therefore, if you're here, you're a demon. So they deal with demons all the time. Keeps them busy. I suppose they're, they're a bit like um, Paranormal Adventures, then. They're constantly yeah. deep. Are they, well, there we are. So we, have, we just, have we just uncovered um, on Ghost Chronicles International the fact that Zach, Zach Baker is, is a Baptist? Uh, could be. Hello. Has, is it true he's he's fired Nick? Nick Groff is gone. Yeah, I know that. Where have you been? That happened like ages ago. Well, you know, I, some of us don't spend our lives on the social media, but uh, yeah, big news apparently. Yeah, last I, year. Nick has already had a show, Paranormal Lockdown. Well, they were uh, they, these. Yeah, these guys, Nick and Katrina, uh, were over here at, um, last year at Halloween, filming at the Poltergeist House. Uh, at 830 East Drive Pontefract, um, which is a house that was notorious in the 1960s, very, very briefly for the Black Monk of Pontefract Poltergeist case, which was somewhat akin to Enfield, which followed it uh, a decade later, um, and was quite a notorious Poltergeist case within the media at that day. And like all Poltergeist cases, it faded away. And then nobody heard from East Drive, 30 East Drive Pontefract, for 50 years um, until almost out of nowhere, it reappeared, fortunately empty, um, a few years ago as Britain's most haunted house in a house of evil. There you go. Mm. What it had been doing. What it had been do- what it had been doing in the previous in the intervening fifty years, nobody's quite sure. Maybe the black monk had been uh, just biding his time. Vacation. Pardon? Went on vacation. May have done. Yeah, always worked hard all the time pop, doing pop, all that. Well, you get tired of it, so you need a break once in a while. So maybe there's only one poltergeist because you know, ten years later, he popped up to Enfield, and there you go. Maybe he'd been the Bell Witch before that. Yeah, you know, it just yeah, it could be it. Like you know, oh man, I'm getting tired of this gig. I'll go start something else somewhere else. Where do I want to go? Hmm, I think I'll black... go to the UK. UK yeah. for a vacation. I'll pop a black hoodie on. And um... so the black monk of Pontefract. I wonder if he is really the the uh, the nun. No, which... oh, I think it's more of a. Don't know. Anyways, we're coming up to the break, and we got some good news. I believe that we are going to have episode five of the Teller of Curious Tales. Uh, when we yeah. come back in the second half of the show. So you've listened to all our dribble for the first half hour, so hang on and actually listen to something that's pretty interesting. Well, unless you're listening to the podcast, in which case, um, welcome to the halfway point in your fast-forward search. Fast-forward search? <laughs> you, you can't fast-forward, can you? Yeah. Oh. So they just, like, cut me out all the time? Every time yep. I speak, they... 
they just yeah. Oh wow! You can just jump direct to you. You have bits. You have bits, and and it cut me out, right? Hopefully. (laughs) All right. So there's the tune. So we got to take a break, anyways. So you're listening to Ghost Chronicles uh, International with the most Reverend Steve Parsons. Oh, the Reverend Steve Parsons. Reverend. Reverend. Do you have a degree, right? A Reverend. I bought it. Yeah. 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 Good job. Twenty-five bucks. Yeah, just like back in the old days of the church, we'd get by absolution. So, anyways, we'll be back right after the following messages. Welcome to Talkinet Radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. I love the way Van Helsing tinkles his ivories, which always brings us back to part two of Ghost Chronicles International. Meanwhile, so much better than the heartbeats. It is. But during the ad break, uh, we realise. Yeah, I keep typing in the wrong in the uh, wrong box uh, between um, the Skype chat, which keeps us on track, and the Toggy chat room. I keep typing in the wrong box. Mm-hmm. That's. Uh, yeah. Typical Englishman, yeah, 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 yeah. well, it's, it's, beca- it's because they've got two two open, and um, yeah, it's com- it then becomes incredibly complicated. Oh yeah. And I, I'm just hoping we haven't shot the bolt too early with Ghost Chronicles uh, with uh, episode five. Why is that? Well, 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 we still having technical problems. Yeah, but I have faith in Ben. I I know he'll get it up and running for us. Well, we've got the A team in tonight, haven't otherwise, we? Otherwise, otherwise. Otherwise, I'll put a curse on it. Something we like we have the A team working for us tonight down at Toginet. Um, yeah. Big shout out to Tyler, Texas, where Kalo and Ben are working their little socks off. Right. 
to keep us on air. Orb lives matter, right? Orb lives matter, yeah. Anyway, all right, so while they're still trying to play with that, we'll continue on to a different subject. If okay, you lead. Don't we have a word for a day? No. Oh, damn. <laughs> no, because we didn't arrange that before we came on. <laughs> I, I rely on you. I mean, <laughs> I use my psychic powers to tell Don't you. Don't use your psychic powers. A little secret to our, to all our both our listeners. Um, prior to the show, Ron and I communicate using Facebook messaging about what's happening on the show. And Ron forgot that I've been out all day. Um so I said, really I was to the show like two minutes before the show. <laughs> no, this was sent. You, you, you would still be in your bed. This was sent to you this morning. Uh, no heat, by the way. The, the heat. Well, that, well, there we are. That's why brain freeze. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've been. I, yeah. So I didn't have a chance. We could do a word of the week. We can do a word of the week if you want. I do. Okay. Today's word of the week is. Banana. I was thinking of something more prosaic, like um, one we haven't done before. Okay. Um, Like elemental. Elemental? Elemental. Now, that that intrigues me, because I would never have expected that word to come out of your mouth. Why? You certainly don't believe in elementals, do you? Um, it's not a case of whether I believe in elementals or not. Okay. Have you ever investigated elementals? I, I, I most certainly have investigated cases in, in which uh, elementals were said by others. Okay, all right, so let's give what an elemental is first. Give us the word of the day, and then uh, we'll go into this amazing, fascinating case that you worked on. Well, the, the, there are different <laughs> understandings of an elemental. However, the, the classic version is that it is... Um, so, in other words, you don't have your spirit guide book with you. Uh, well, I do. Um, but what we're dealing with here are the... the these are... It's it, it's Well, let me try and rewind a little bit. The, the actual root of the word comes from, um, from ancient Greece um, and relates to the... The elements, air, water, fire, and earth, and each of them had a spirit, a nymph, a sylph, a pygmy, and a salamander. Uh, Now, of course, none of those had existed in human form, and so the modern interpretation of an elemental, in most uh, understandings, there are differences, but in most understandings is that an elemental is some form of spirit that is non-human, has never lived in human form, um, and is not demonic, although may not necessarily be good. So you're you're talking about some that form, like covers everything, pretty much. Uh, I mean, it's it's quite a new age, old fashioned belief. This idea of elemental or astral beings or some other non-worldly spirit. I mean, hey. you know, the classic ghost or apparition tends to be in human form or somebody who has lived before. Uh, an elemental, uh, like a demon, uh, is something that, that hasn't lived before uh, on the earth in human form. As I was looking up elemental, I came across Englishman. Oh, yeah. A man who is native of England or an English subject. So there you go. There we go. So, so well, are I, you I, I, fall in, I fall into that category. Do you really? So I there do. you are. I do. Uh, okay. I am Elemental. born of English blood, uh, on English soil. 
really? that counts. Apparently, uh, Nathan says in the chat room that after his show, no, it's not. You don't go a little elemental. That's 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 the alcohol. That's mental, right? Oh, and John asks in the chat room, is it true about ghost adventures? Um, I'm working. I answered that. And you didn't answer the second question. Where is the story so I, I can read I have to do it? all the work here? Is that what you're telling me? Well, just one word, John. Google. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right, so. We enter, please. <laughs> so, so what's this fascinating case of uh, elemental uh, investigating that you did? Well, this, this well, gosh, this was about uh, five or six years ago, and not very far from here. And uh, it was in a normal domestic property. Uh, the family had been, uh, the child in the property had been seeing small figures, which the child described as fairies or elves, and that they were unpleasant and that they were threatening. And obviously the child wasn't really that concerned, but the parents were Um you know, they, they first of all reassured the child that these things didn't exist, which is, is kind of a difficult thing for a parent to do, having just taken their child to uh, Santa Land to meet the elves. And, you know, they know about the tooth fairy. And now they're saying, hey, these things are only storybook. Um, oh. Yeah, it, it can be a little bit of a problem. But yeah. the child, the child, I met the child and the child wasn't overly concerned. Um, they were they were. Um, picking up on the parents' concern. Now, what happened subsequently is a local uh, medium, a uh, psychic medium, uh, got involved and went along uh, at her own uh, request, more or less. She just turned up at the door um, and uh, she'd heard about it through a a relative of the family who were involved Mm. and decided to take upon it itself and diagnosed that the property um, was laying atop a an ancient ritual landscape and that, that what the child was seeing were elemental figures uh, was seeing um, you know these ancient yeah. non-human fairies and figures and that they how, need... how do they know they were them? I mean, did they describe them or, or, or how did they make that conclusion? I, 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 well, I, I, this is the bit I said. I didn't go. The medium of when when I wasn't there, and then, oh, it's got a nerve. In fact, the medium didn't even talk to the family directly. Uh, the involved family directly. She reported back to the relative of the family who had, you know, mentioned the case, uh, mentioned mm-hmm. what was going on, and said her thoughts. They went back to the family and said, oh, "The medium said," um, and you know, said, "Well, what's an elemental?" Is that something to be worried about? Will it harm us? And then they got genuinely concerned and upset about this thing uh, that the medium had sort of conjured up. That's the right word. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, so this Which medium went along. I mean, it's not the first time. We, we've been, uh, there was a long time ago uh, near the city of Chester where, when Anne and I were involved in an investigation case. And the family there had been, uh, they'd bought a 16th or 17th century property. Um, and they were doing some remodeling on the property, and that involved uh, pulling down one of the main sort of outside walls in order to extend the property. And as they did so, uh, while they were in the process of this, uh, one of one of the, the family pets, a cat, had died. Um, it seemingly natural causes, and they were a little upset about it. But it was an old cat. Yeah. Uh, a local medium uh, then 
uh, in conversation away from the property said your house is cursed and it's um an evil spirit he's not of this world he's Whoa. an animal. yeah uh, he's uh, he, he's not he's not lived on this world but you can call him jeremiah um this is straight out of hollywood now yeah um and he has cursed you and you are destroying the house uh, that that he considers to be uh, his property or his his territory um and that he has killed your cat as a warning. Now, the family, the, the property owner was uh, a very educated man of law. Uh, he worked as a barrister, a solicitor. Uh, uh, sued her ass? Uh, no. Um, this man, uh, who we would normally can think of as highly educated and therefore not foul to these, not, not one to fall foul to these beliefs, um, was completely smitten with this superstitious belief and um, was deeply concerned for his own welfare and the welfare of his family to the fact to the to the extent that he ceased all work on the property leaving it in a, a half-finished state um, and deeply concerned for their own safety at which point that's when we got involved because he contacted um, us via another organization um, and there was nothing, absolutely nothing we could do to counteract this, this hocus-pocus of the elemental that was going to kill the family should, the door, should this wall be uh, demolished. Mm-hmm. Even to the point of saying, look, give me the hammer, I will demolish the wall and save you the job, you can pay me you know, a few shillings for doing it. Uh, nothing, nothing at all. And the man lost tens of thousands of pounds um, by altering the... the Present, uh, actually stop the remodeling project. So people, even people who we would consider to be greatly educated, um, you know, superstition plays into it, into into our psyche. Hmm. I, I, the, why have uh, we got a dancing uh, penguin? Just, just out of curiosity, speaking of element, why is there a dancing penguin on the Skype chat? Because Ben has got our teller of curious tales ready to go but why a dancing penguin because of a happy dance that's my happy dance oh it's not an elemental then no it's not an elemental penguins are not elementals oh they are they're evil oh they're evil 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 penguins they're cute evil penguins I once ate a a whole one very delicious we could never get the silver paper off no every British listener would have just understood that joke really yeah. Oh, we have, a cho- we have a chocolate cookie called uh, Penguin, and it's wrapped around in silver foil. And the old joke was, why can't polar bears eat penguins? And the, the answer is, you can't get the silver paper off. Oh, really? Mm. That's that's really funny, Steve. Mm. Maybe we should put that uh, color of Curious Tales yeah, on it. Think, Save yeah. the show, yeah, maybe. Save the show. So, Ben, if we have the uh, episode five of The Teller of Curious Tales, I would love that right now. And so would our listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Baby. Here we go. Tonight, I, The Teller of Curious Tales, open my book once again and bring you strange and unusual stories. True stories, stranger than any fiction ever written. Listen to the teller of curious tales. 
There have been many mysteries of the sea, but none so hard to explain as that of the Mary Celeste. She was an American brigantine, commanded by Captain Briggs, and her home port was New York. On December the 5th, 1872, in the vicinity of Gibraltar, Captain Boyce of the British bark De Gracia hailed the Marie Celeste, and when he received no answer to his greeting and saw no one at the wheel, he, his mate Mr. Adams, and two sailors put off in a small boat. They rowed over to the American vessel and managed to climb aboard. What they found there has proved one of the greatest enigmas of maritime history. Not a soul was aboard. There was no sign of violence or struggle. No indication that the crew had made any preparations to abandon their ship, and not one of the small boats was missing from its davits. Naturally amazed, Captain Boyce and his mate Mr. Adams made a careful inspection. In the cabin, breakfast had been set for four people, and only partly eaten. A bowl of cereal stood on the table, practically untouched. A hard-boiled egg had been peeled and cut in two, but had not been bitten into. There were biscuits and other food, also untouched or partly eaten. The boat was not leaking, and the cargo was in excellent shape. None of the food, water, or other supplies had been touched. The captain's money was in the safe, and his gold watch was hanging from his bunk. Everything looked as though the captain and his crew had been there only a few minutes before. Where had they gone? Where was the crew, the mate, the cabin, his wife and his little girl? Why was this vessel abandoned in perfect condition? How was it abandoned? There had been no storm, because an uncorked bottle of cough medicine was found standing upright on a table. Nothing had been disturbed in any way. Did those people walk into the fourth dimension? Of all the thousands of explanations submitted, only this one fits the evidence. The mystery of the Marie Celeste is no nearer solution today than it was on that December morning when Captain Boyce and his men climbed aboard. The gong strikes. My time is up. On my next visit, I'll bring you other stories, curious tales, strange beliefs. The teller of curious tales has closed his book and about to go on his way. I'll be back again on Ghost Chronicles International with more strange stories. Sleep time. <laughs> hey, where's the evil laughter? I do love those those uh, tell Dylan Dylan who um, a big shout the evil laughter. Uh, big shout out to maybe that didn't download. Big shout out to Dylan though who has been struggling with a really bad case of flu over Christmas and the New Year, um, and was only able to record that episode this morning and listening to his voice you can actually hear just a slight touch of flu still remains no, and I, didn't. I did um 
So big shout out to Dylan there for uh, getting that one done in time. And he also wanted me to point out to uh, the listeners, don't, please don't write in. Um, we didn't write the script. It was written in the 1950s or 1960s for an American radio station. Um, we know not where. Uh, and we are well aware of the many historical inaccuracies in that story. There's none. It's right there on. Are, there are lots. Ah, right <laughs> on the button. Right on the button. But it is a very, very good series that's developing. And just a, just a reminder that around um, um, Thanksgiving of this year, you will hopefully be able to download the entire volume one, the first 25 uh, episodes of The Teller of Curious Tales from iTunes. Um, we're working on that. So, uh, yeah, that's exciting. I guess. I think it's really cool. I, it was, I like them. I really like them. And I enjoyed doing them. Uh, I mean, doing the uh, radio script that we did for Sherlock Holmes the night before Christmas and uh, old time radio was pretty cool in the days. Yeah, we have. Um, I think there's total of t- approximately two hundred episodes, so we're, we've got some way to go um, mm-hmm. to work through them. Um, but they say it was uh, quite a find, quite a lucky find. Turned up on eBay for the princely sum of um, I think the postage was more than it. I think it was about five pounds for this big thick pile of scripts. Um, so it was five pounds. So it was in the UK. Uh, five pounds, yeah. It was, yeah. It was. It, it, they came from the UK. Uh, now that's it, interesting. You're saying it's an American. It uh, very <clears throat> well. Having read the scripts, I mean, obviously, I've read. Uh, many, yeah, many you old have read, yeah. <clears throat> uh, I haven't. I haven't read all two hundred. And Dylan, who's also read many of them now, uh, in preparation for getting them ready for for broadcast. Um, the 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 language, the way that they refer constantly to dollars. Um, and some of the spellings are clearly, a, you know, they're clearly American. It's clearly a, a series of North American intended scripts. There are a lot of could books. Be Canadian. <clears throat> could be Canadian, could equally be Canadian. And we've said it before, and it's worth making an, another appeal to any of our listeners um, or, or listeners on the podcast. Uh, this teller of Curious Tales, we're using the original titles. We're not changing anything at all from the original uh, uh, scripts. Uh, we believe that they must have been broadcast at some point somewhere between the 1950s to the early 1970s by a radio station because we're dealing with complete scripts, not ideas or, or uh, rough, rough, so rough outs. We are dealing with the complete uh, script. If you know anything about which station broadcast them, who commissioned them, uh, we'd love to hear. We'd love to try and trace down the history of this, of this uh, series of scripts. Hmm. Would, then I, we'd have, I, would we have to pay royalties then? Probably. It probably no, I, sue you. No, because no, I own them. So. No, 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 no. You own. Uh, you own the. I own them. No. <laughs> no. I own, I own them. I have a bill of sale. Yeah, but you just have a copy of them. You don't may not. The problem is if they are copyrighted enough, and then again, uh whatever 
Well, I, yeah. I don't think I've got the copies because, I mean, the Xerox technology certainly existed uh, way back. Um, and these are not Xerox copies. These are hand-typed. You can see the clear impression of typewriting, you know, of the mm. typewriter. We're dealing with an original typed manuscript, uh, series of script uh, manuscripts here. So um, we're not dealing with some Xerox or, photo, or later photocopy. You know, uh, it's very, very evident that these are old. Interesting. Uh, so, but, yeah. so if anybody does know about it, please, please, please. Yeah, it's uh, called the Teller Curious Tales. Um, mm. It may have been broadcast under another title, ultimately. Um, but when we release Volume 1, we will we'll, we'll include uh, transcripts from them and also details about the actual uh, scripts as we've got them. Um, so that people can, you know, we can continue this hunt because I, for one, am dying to find out if, if, and when, or when and if, they were ever broadcast previously to Ghost Chronicles International. But there are now. Do you say so? But anyways, Kat says she owns those, by the way, from uh, the Parrax chat room. She says that those belong to her and we should pay her royalties. Cat. Mm-hmm. Well, my wife. No, another cat. You think your wife is the only one named Cat in the world? No. That's uh, <laughs> the only one I know. <laughs> I know quite a few, actually. <clears throat> oh, okay. So there you go. Well, if Cat wants to make a claim on the scripts, then... Anyway, speaking about Cat, oh. we'd like to we write the wish her a very... I hope she had a great birthday. Uh, her birthday just passed, right? It was. It was her birthday last weekend. Just passed. Yeah, so uh, we hope she had a great time. We hope that her skin flint husband took her out somewhere nice. We had a lovely time, thank you. <laughs> okay, that's good. What playing with the Legos? Uh, <clears throat> no, she she we got we went out with the boys and we we did uh-huh. some we did some family stuff and uh, we've got we've got some date time scheduled for next week because uh, she's off work. Oh, uh, good. And, you know, dual birthday because it was her birthday last weekend. And, of course, it's my birthday this weekend coming up. It is? How did that work out? Uh, I don't know. Well, you've never remembered it. Uh, But, yes, it is. Mm. Steve's birthday. That's interesting. Saturday. Sunday. Even I don't know the date of my own birthday now. (laughs) You sure you were born and not created? I was an elemental. Yeah. (laughs) It's elemental, my dear. He doesn't say that, though. He says it's elementary. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so in that case, we'll wish you a happy... What's that? I can hear festive music. Uh, Probably celebrating your birthday, I'm sure. Oh, by what? By we wish you a happy Christmas? Anyways, we want to thank yeah. Steve, all our listeners, for uh, tuning in, and we wish Steve a very happy birthday this coming weekend. And we wish we were there, and we wish you a Merry Christmas. Thank you. That was actually the card you sent me, by the way. Which well, I absolutely I, love, but anyway. Well, I'm glad about that, and I already know what your birthday present is, because it's here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know you'll... Just think of a lot... Think of your favorite television program. I have a favorite television program? You have many. Uh... Well, one with a butler in it. 
Oh, Midsummer's Murders. No, the other butler. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, uh, we're going to running out of time. Thank God for the spell. That means we've only got two minutes of this drivel left. Anyways, uh, I do want to mention that I have my Paranormal CSI course coming up on the 19th. It's a five-week course. It's the one I taught it at Nos- that's a- just- no. It's only a course that came out earlier than Ghostology, but that's fine. Uh, I won't say where Ghostology was patented after, but that's all right. Like, I'm like, anyways, idea, then develop it into something better. Yeah, there you go. So anyways, uh, Paranormal CSI, uh, if you're interested, uh, we do go to a haunted location where you apply some of your uh, crea- uh, critical thinking. And said creative thinking. <laughs> or both. <laughs> well, you're, you not away this, you're not the only one with advert. Uh, uh, make a date, the May Wit Bank Holiday Weekend, uh, 27th, 28th of May, there will be a UK ghostology in South Wales uh, oh, to be announced. Portsmouth. Uh, no, in Southwest, in West Wales, to be announced. It will be the, over the entire weekend. There will be two investigations and two study days. 27th, really? 28th of May, 2017. Watch this space. Wow, that sounds interesting. And you can always check out all Steve's stuff if you go to his website, which is the Scary Ghost Hunt. No, what is it called? <laughs> the Ghost Hunter dot webs dot com. The Ghost Hunter dot webs dot com. Com. Communist dot communist. Okay, fine. And check out all my stuff at anyghostproject.com. The letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com, not anyghostproject. Yeah, I put a lot more thought into thinking my before I just went ahead and booked my ghost at my web address. Yeah. Seven seconds to go, people. Dot, dot web. That's, dot, that's a good address. No, yeah. Dot com. Dot web. Dot web. Dot web. Dot com. Yeah. What the hell's it, a web it, It's free. <laughs> oh, fine. Whatever. I'm going. Anyways, we want to thank everybody for listening. And Both thank you. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Till next time, good night. God bless. And if you can't be good, be... do no harm. Yeah. Good night, God bless. Don't get caught. Ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.